0: Sure, you can change the world one conversation at a time, but you can have a lot more impact if you can figure out a way to deliver your message one to many, and you can do that by creating online or in-person courses. How do you start? That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a Marketing Conversation for Business Owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know, every day we try to make sales as business owners, and we work one-on-one with an individual client. And that's great, but we've got limited capacity, and it doesn't have to be that way. You can leverage your skill set and expand from one-to-one services to group programs and online courses. And I couldn't think of a better person to talk to about this subject than Molly Mandelberg. Molly is the founder of Wild Hearts Rise Up and the creator of the Magnetic Influencer Collect. She's a tech-savvy strategist, supports coaches, healers, and emerging thought leaders to expand their outreach so they can connect with more people and make more money with less time spent. Molly, I'm intrigued. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, as we were talking, I really was fascinated with this whole idea of expanding services because it's definitely something I'm trying to do in my own business. Why are you so passionate about that type of endeavor?
1: Yeah. I mean, when I started my business, I was more of a healer. I was doing... um I was more of a holistic practitioner. I was seeing clients face-to-face, one-on-one. And I was just always kind of aware that even if my calendar was full, if my schedule was full of clients, and I was you know, running around like crazy with a full schedule, that I would still <laughs> only be able to serve a certain number of people in a lifetime of doing that. And I was just kind of aware of this impact that I wanted to have on the planet, and this difference I would like to make, and that that difference was had sort of a cap on it. That there was this like upper limit. Literally, there was a ceiling on how much work I could actually do one on one with my clients in a lifetime of doing that work. And uh, organically, my business kind of evolved. I got really geeky about technology and content development and building programs and courses and launching things and sharing it and how to show up on social media and how to get visible and how to just craft content in general. And that sort of became my business was helping other people do that. And what I noticed once I sort of took a step back and looked at it was that when we're helping groups and when we're launching online courses, there is literally no limit There is no end to the impact you can make and to the difference that you can be on this earth, sharing your magic, sharing your wisdom, sharing your guidance, supporting people. When we start to shift from a one-to-one to to a one-to-many framework, that business model is and it allows exponential growth. And so that was really exciting to me.
0: As other business owners and and coaches and and service providers are thinking about this, they want to break that rut. They want to get out of the one-to-one. How do you start? Where do you start planning and building resources that will allow you to multiply your impact?
1: Yeah, there's two really good places to pay attention. The first one is, what do you find yourself repeating with every client? What are the tools or the practices or the systems or the processes that you find yourself teaching or training or sharing over and over and over again. If those tools are a consistent thing that you're sharing, that could probably become a course, that could probably become your next program, or it could be an offering that people take to get ready for the actual work with you. So it's not that they wouldn't need your one-on-one services anymore. It's that they would get the Beginner introductory content under their belt before they show up to work with you. And that means you get to dive right into the juicy stuff. Another place to pay attention is where you've seen people coming for things. So maybe you're not teaching it or training it all the time, but people have been asking you for this and telling you where they're stuck or what their biggest challenge is over and over and over again. So you've had clients on consultations or clients coming to you for support, and they're always talking about how they feel they feel scared, or they feel unsafe, or they feel caged in by their life or their business, or they feel whatever that common thing is, if you start to notice there's a theme there, that would be a really great thing to explore as a topic for your program or course.
0: Those are both really good alerts that if a business owner is paying attention to what's coming into their inbox, what's happening when they're face-to-face with both clients and prospects, those questions are going to start to bubble up. And so now I know, okay, I want to do a beginner course where I run everybody through the basics of setting up a Facebook page, because what I really want to do is create content for them once it's up and running. What kind of things should I be thinking about as I'm structuring that course to make it relevant, but also make it the first step in a longer process?
1: Yeah, these are really great questions. I actually built an entire course about how to create launch and deliver your own program because these questions come up a lot. Where do I start? That's a great question. So it's important to start with the part of it that feels most alive for you. So if what's exciting to you is like, oh my gosh, I know what the content is going to be. Just start writing out the content. I like to use sticky notes so that I can move them around. Once you've got a bunch of sticky notes of like, this is a process, this is a, this is a piece of content, I'm going to make a template for this, all the different pieces that you know you're going to have to create, and then start organizing them into this is the beginner stuff. This is the stuff that they can handle once they've done that beginner stuff. This is the more advanced stuff that'll come later in the program. You also want to save some gems for later in the program because you want to keep people engaged till the end. So if one of your like hottest items that you're going to mention when you're marketing this course If it doesn't happen until, you know, module two or week six or whatever later in the program would be for you, that's a really good thing because it means people are going to have to stay engaged to get to that thing that they wanted. Um, So do the thing that's alive for you first. If building a sales page and figuring out the pricing is more exciting to you, like what is the hot copy? What are all the things? I think that's a really great place to start too, because you start to build out what the name of it is going to be and where... People will get to come and see it and know how much it costs. A lot of those are actually sticking points for people of what do I name it? What content do I put into it? There's a short list of things you really need to have ready before you can start announcing your program. And I will just tell you up front that building out the entire program, having all the videos shot, having all the workbooks made, having all the templates written, having all that stuff ready is not part of that list. You do not need to build the entire program out to begin selling it. That's one of the biggest mistakes people make. I've made that mistake many times myself.
0: I actually want to leap through the screen and hug you for that because I actually built a course and launched it. It was a 30-day class and I had only four days done, but I was sure I could get the rest of it. And everybody told me I was crazy. I did. But it's so validating to hear that that's okay, as long as you have a plan. Definitely. Outline
1: the program. Know what you're going to create. Give yourself time, like days before people will actually receive that next module or whatever so that you can create it. But I would highly encourage you to not do all of that work until it's sold at least one to one or two people. Because the thing is, there might be the same program might not sell with the name that you used or at the price point that you chose. And if you build out all that content, and it doesn't sell, it's really easy to collapse and say, you know what, I can't do it. I spent all that time and energy, I quit, I give up, I'm not looking at it again, it's like becomes this sore point. Whereas if you go into it with the exploration of like, here's what I think it is, I'm going to go with this. Now it's good enough. Let's see if people want it. And you find that people aren't buying it. You can start to tweak things. You know what? The messaging isn't quite catered to my specific ideal audience. I'm going to tweak things a little bit. Or you know what? I made this whole sales page and it's all process instead of talking about results. People don't want to hear the process. People only want to know what they're going to get out of it, not how much work it's going to be for them to do it. You can start tweaking things and refining things so that that sales page begins to be effective or that your conversation conversations about it, you don't have to have a sales page to sell a program, your conversations about it get more refined and more clear and people start saying yes to it. Once people say yes to it, you've got this beautiful fire under your butt that now is going to make you go and create all that content. And it's actually way more energizing to create content that somebody's already paid for than to try and slog through shooting a bunch of videos by yourself in a room that you're not sure people want
0: yet. That is such good advice. Molly, this is such a powerful outline for anyone who's thinking about creating online learning. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Yeah, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm going to encourage everybody who has enjoyed today's program to check out wildheartsriseup.com to learn more about Molly. There's so much there. She's got a Facebook page. She has lots of resources. I know that my audience is going to enjoy getting to know you more. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and would like to find other social media resources and strategies for your business, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox Club. DigitalToolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.